am rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the That One's Inbounds. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. That even sounded, it, it was a tenor sound, wasn't it, Peter? Oh, oh boy, he gets really leaning on it with the lower body. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to That One's OB. Daniel here alongside DJ as always. What is up? Rocking some new microphones this week. The great new audio, hopefully. Uh, But shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Nunez for hooking us up with some some new mics here. Definitely definitely going to be a little bit of a learning Definitely a little bit of a learning curve here. Yeah. Um, Trying to figure out how to use them. We've already had a couple hiccups in recording this. but hopefully, uh, hopefully this improves the listener experience from wow. from uh, from here on out. Um, it's been a while. It's been since Masters Week. Yeah, that we have done a pod. We tried to do one earlier, but uh, kind of messed up the audio. Yeah, uh, I don't take... know if it was entirely our fault, but it's just kind of uh, we were using the incorrect chords, so that Fair. was definitely not helpful. Okay, uh, but we got two tournaments to recap. We got the RBC Heritage uh, from two weeks ago uh, at Hilton Head. South Carolina. Was a week ago, but yeah. Well, I see yeah, what you're okay. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And then uh, this past week was the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, uh, the team event. Yay. That actually was better than I thought it would be. Sure. Yeah. Um, but let's start on RBC. Uh, Jordan Spieth has won a PGA Tour event for the first time in exactly a year. Why are we surprised? Because um, his swing sucks. You hate his golf swing, but he hits it's the awful. ball so good. It the, the it's not so much his actual swing, but the feel that he needs to do to get there. I don't really see the problem with an exaggerated feel like that. You see Tiger exaggerate feels all yeah, the time. but just like that specific one, it's just you, bad. No, you just don't like Jordan. Just admit it. No, I love Jordan. No, stop. But maybe maybe it's because I hit draws, and I, maybe you know you're a big cutter of the golf ball, but. If I did that feel, I would slice every single shot. Well, he obviously comes way too far from the inside, and so he's like, I just got to really get this thing to feel like so it's, laid off at the top right yeah, now. Yeah, it's feel versus real. He's not actually doing that. but No, 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 but like in his actual swing, he gets so laid off behind him. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But wanting to play off over Patrick Cantlay, I'm sure we'll get into Cantlay a little bit later considering he just won. Um, but this tournament was kind of a surprise for me. It uh, was Jordan Spieth won without a putter. He well, yeah, yeah. His putter was bad. Yeah, his putter, his putter was horrendous. <laughs> Obviously, we we all saw the putt on eighteen, the little two footer tap in that he missed. I think it was I, that's got to be shorter than two feet. Was right? that on um, Saturday? Yeah, that was Saturday. eighteen on Saturday. It's mm. the last feel you're gonna think about. Oh, that's tough, tough. scene. Um, he also missed like a two footer, uh, I believe, on Friday. And yeah. then the one on Saturday was literally just like literally a foot putt. Yeah, and it's just you know. 360 horseshoe and social media went bonkers. It's got to be tough, right? You're missing a putt like that, and you're still in contention, and then that night, all that's, you're going to see on social media you see. is just you missing a one-footer. Constantly. Just all you see when you go on social media is missed one-footer, missed one-footer. You're tagged in everything. Obviously, there's he's been here, done that, so I'm sure he has a little yeah. regimen the night of a Sunday, him not really going on social media and checking all that. But Ended up losing, I believe... Two and a half shots to the field uh, putting for the week. Yeah, he's he's just the fifth player ever to win while losing at least 2.5 strokes on the greens. Wow. Only the that's, fifth That's unreal. Ever. That's actually unreal. So you can bash on his... You can bash on his swing all you want, but he striped the golf ball. He did. The field he definitely from, did. Leading the field strokes gain tee to green. He did. Um, and, I, you know, I do, I do like Jordan. I think he played well enough to win, obviously. But it was also, in my opinion, a little bit of a crowning. Um, you had Varner, who was in really good position. You had Cam Young, who was in really good position. Um, I mean, Cam Davis was in really good position after. Uh, I mean, I have to think yeah, about Yeah, final shot, round, like, 63, 63. So, like... The final round. Um, so, what are you trying to say? I, you know, it was, a, it was a good win for him. What are you trying to say? Uh, it, was, it was interesting coming down the stretch. Because he, he posted, very he posted very early. Who? Spieth. Yeah. He posted 13 under with a birdie, a clutch birdie on 18. Clutch birdie. Clutch birdie on 18. 18. Posted at 13 under probably about an hour before everybody else finished. Yeah, I think, I think they were like midway through the back nine. And 
I forget who it was. Somebody got to 15 under. Somebody got to 15 under. I, I think it was, um, gosh, who was it? I was rooting against whoever it was. That's how I... <laughs> was it Sep, maybe? No, not Sep. No. Uh, so somebody got to 15 under and... And, and at that point, and I made like, okay, a it's big it. number on 14. Mm. Um, hit it left on 14. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to drive me nuts on who this it was. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Lowry. Yes. 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 Lowry. Yep. Lowry's been like kind been of on one really recently. He's, He's been, been playing, playing really good golf. Really good. Yeah. Um, I think even in Zurich, I think he had a decent finish. And uh, so Lowry only got it to uh, he got to fourteen. Okay, well, 15, still, still yeah. I mean, he had a lead. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say through, but definitely uh, not the finish you want to have. And then the playoff, obviously, Cantley actually Cantley showed, showed some stones. That birdie on seventeen was was clutch. Was Great nuts. birdie. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, he still had a had a putt to win the thing on eighteen. He did. Yeah. Honestly, not that close, but no, you know. What are you gonna do? The playoff was um, a little weird. I mean, they're both obviously gonna hit the fairway on eighteen. Eighteen is just a, it's an interesting hole. It's, I really I like it because it's like, I mean, it's it's almost like a par three because you're gonna yeah, be it's in the, the, the widest fairway. In the you're gonna be you're gonna have a shot of the green. You're gonna be in the fairway, and it's just like an iron contest. It was really funny to see. Um, uh, on, on the broadcast, of course, when they were on the tee box for the playoff. It's like, you know, very famous hole. You got the lighthouse in the background. You got OB right and the condos right. And then you got, you know, the, the, the water left. The it's little, like, okay, buddy. And you're like, it's literally the widest fairway. Yeah, <laughs> you have like 80 yards between both of them. Um, yeah, and then I feel like it's just like Spieth got lucky. Cantley didn't. Um, they both hit in that front bunker. And yeah, I mean, it's just, just bad. Cantley was more on line. Cantley flagged it. Cantley flagged it, sure. And yeah. uh, we came up short and plugged. Yeah. I mean, well, Jordan got a really lucky lie. Still I mean, an easy really, bunker shot. It really shot, wasn't but... lucky. He just didn't get unlucky. Like, he was still had one foot out of the bunker. It wasn't like he got a lucky break. He just didn't And then get absolutely lucky. sauced that bunker shot. Yeah, he hit a great bunker shot. It was shot a great too. bunker shot. Because if he hit that thing to, like, two feet, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, he's going to miss it. <laughs> Like you, the last you, thing you want is a, is Speed hitting a two footer a two footer to win a to win a golf tournament. Yeah, um, especially after the week that he had, uh, that, that had to have been in his head. If he had a, if he had that two footer to win, he'd be like oh on the gosh. same hole. Oh, yeah, on the same hole. Be like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, kind of a little fun fact about Jordan. Uh, he won the Valero Texas Open last year, uh, which fell on Easter Sunday. Cool. He won uh, the RBC, which fell on Easter Sunday, and next year. The tournament that falls on Easter Sunday is the Masters. So, so who's going to win the Masters? Are we just taking taking picks right now? I mean, or? give me a futures of Jordan Spieth winning the Masters next year. Just a big, big, uh, like you know, God guy, I guess. Okay, got the good mojo on Easter Sunday. His first win as a dad. Yes, that was cool. Gained some, perspe- some perspective. Yes, you know, sure. Um, really, uh, really good to see that. Um, but. I, I really struggle to see this, uh, and obviously he didn't have the putter, and yes, he's seen the ball really good, and it seems a little bit less fluky than last year's win at the Valero. Yeah. But is this I'm, I mean, like it, last it, year at the Valero? No, where if, if he, just, he, can he find gets a, a win and then just kind of disappears off the face of the earth for the rest of the year? His swing is obviously in a really good spot. If he can find a putter, which at one point he was the best putter in the world. Let's not. Yeah, like five years ago, six uh, years ago, seven, seven years ago. Still, at one point, he was the best putter in the world. So let's let's not discredit him for that. He still can be a very very good putter. Let's also forget that in my mind, he has four Masters wins. So he's only got one. Yeah, Danny Willett, I hate you. <laughs> um, but he, if if he gets his putter back, which you know, something tells me he's going to, because if he can get his if he can get his swing to where he's. Leading the field in strokes game, tee to green. We would have never thought that five years ago, even when he was playing really, really well. We were like, oh, his putter's just going to carry him. If he can get his swing to a spot where he's leading the field in strokes game, tee to green, something tells me he can get his putting back to back to normal. And it's all got to be mental, too, with the putting. Yep. It just has to be. Uh, Kucher with a really sneaky backdoor third place. Uh, like, never, never saw that coming. Well, there's like 1,300 guys. Tied for third. Well, seven, but yeah. So, you know, Varner, JC Poston, Cam Young, Cam Davis, Sepp Straka, Shane Lowry, and Kucher. Imagine if, if Spieth and Cantley finished at 12. That would have been had, a sick playoff. And we had a 10-man or a 9-man playoff. That would have been awesome. That would have been so sick. So, 
The, oh my god, that would actually been insane. Yeah. So, but they have just like, they have just go in three groups. Three groups, three. Oh really? I would like them a nine <laughs> some on eighteen. They're all in the fairway, and then they're all just str- that. Actually, don't you feel so like there's a better hole to go for go to than eighteen? Like, sure, eighteen's like a good hole, but there's really nothing to worry about. Like, there's nothing on that tee shot that's really like. Yeah, I mean, not on the tee shot, but the approach is not very easy at all. Yeah, you know, water left. Bunkers yeah, short. Yeah, well, not what that pin was. Yeah, sure. Pin was short right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's like one person's going to make a birdie and, and win the tournament off of that, you know? There were a lot of birdies and a lot of bogeys on the hole. Versus, like, stick them on 17 and see some carnage. I mean, no, I, I think it'd be the opposite. Because somebody would flag, uh, like, two or three people would flag wedge shots and, like, make birdie on 17, and two or three people would get overly aggressive and dump it in the water, and then we'd go onto a second playoff hole, but only with, like, three people. That's what I feel like kind of – I mean, it's pretty much the same shot. On 18, you have about 170 yards into that flag. Everyone's going to hit the fairway. And then on 17, you have a you have 170 yards in too. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah, but they're hitting pitching wedge on, on 17, which is nuts. Can't lay a pitching wedge. Okay, well, but, you know. Um, what do you think about the course? Because I really enjoyed it. It was it was really different than every other PGA Tour course. This, this is like to the point that – Distance doesn't need to be king. Like this a, is like a the, lot more irons. And this is the perfect the example team. of what I think the PGA Tour needs a little bit more of, where it's not like a bomb and gouge. There are holes where you can bomb and gouge, and for sure the guys with some distance definitely had a little bit of advantage on some of those par fives. But it was bomb it in the right spots. Yeah, it was bomb it on the right side of the fairway, so you have a better angle over some trees or around yeah. a dog leg, um, and. You know, it, there were some holes where guys are taking iron off the tee, and you still got to place it in the right spot. I don't know what if it's if it's thirteen or fourteen uh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that uh, little yeah, front that island, yeah. which is a hole that both of us really enjoyed watching was fourteen, that short little par four where they all hit irons, and some guys even still hit it in the trees or in that bunker left because it's such a premium on having a good angle yeah, into yeah, that pin, yeah. and so you know they're trying to cut the, 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 cut as much as they can on like left side. Eight, the green looks like where that pin was looks like it's like eight yards wide. Oh yeah, and then you have that bunker short guarded by the like the the bulkheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. railroad so ties. Yep, it was. They showed the behind angle of them on their approach shots, and that shot looked so intimidating because literally it looks like you have like a coffee table to land it on. Right, like it looked so intimidating. But isn't this like? And obviously, we we shit on the Amex so much, but isn't this like so much more fun to watch than at the Amex, where it's just like seventy four hundred yard course, and there's like no penalty, and people are just nuking drivers literally everywhere. One hundred percent. Like this is what sets these events apart, and I mean the scores reflect that. I mean thirteen under winning is is a kind of proves our point of like the tournaments that we end up liking are not the tournaments that people go twenty four right. twenty five under. It's the ones where, I mean. Cam Davis shot 63 the final round and, and backdoor T3. And, and like, like he was in contention too. Right. Versus if you go, uh, if you shoot 62 on, in a tournament where the winning score is 25 under, you go from T25 to T15. Like, yeah, exactly. And you just, I mean, Cam Davis went from 38 to T3. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's definitely moves that can be made. And it's not like the course is so hard that nobody can go out and, and shoot yeah. those scores. Yeah. There's, but it's just it's just hard enough that only a few guys are going to do that. Yeah. And, the, and a lot of the guys that were at the top of the leaderboard, including Jordan Spieth, courses like this um, really reward consistency of just like consistently playing well. But you don't have to go like crazy, crazy deep. But they're also hard enough to where you right. can have well, – I mean, Cam Davis had one bad round. He went 69, 73. 67, 63. And Jordan was and, just... And what did Jordan go? I mean... 69, 68, 68, 66. Yeah, that's just, just super steady, just super consistent. Steady, yeah. And you don't, you don't need to go silly, and one bad round doesn't take you out of it. Yes. A 73 from Cam Davis doesn't take you completely out of it. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was still able to fight back and get in contention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're also discrediting Jordan's final round, too. I mean, he was a final round 66. Oh, no, for sure. Like, for sure. He, he played well. He played really well. He just played get, well. Just to get in... And a spot to be in a playoff, so I think yep. we're discrediting him yep. a little bit, but for sure, I just—it's just hard for me to watch. You him don't right like now. him, we get it. No, I, I do. I really do like him. I just watching his swing, right. maybe maybe a little bit less so now, but especially before when this tournament was going on, and I'm working on my own swing and trying to get ready for a tournament. Like watching it just like makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's fair. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to like kind of turn and burn and like get my my chest through and like. 
hit baby draws and I watch him feel like he's just coming so over the top yeah. and hitting like big cuts and I I just I couldn't watch it. Yeah, that's fair. So you want to talk about our picks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our picks were were pretty good for a while. I mean, th- three out of four looked pretty solid for a while. So um, DJ DJ did end up picking Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and Dustin Johnson did play, but and missed, the, missed cut. the cut. Yeah. Um, your other pick was Matthew Naismith for top ten. For top ten, which. Almost hit. T11. T12. T12, sorry. Yep, T12. T12. Yep. Uh, my pick to win was Corey Connors. He also was, was T12. Yeah. And then my pick for top 10 was Joel Damon. Just extremely unfortunate. That, th- this one hurts the most. This one hurts a lot. A double on 18 to shoot nine under for the tournament and come in T12 by yeah, one shot. That's really, really unfortunate. So all he had to do was make bogey on 18. He made double. <laughs> and I don't get any points for this week, which yeah. is just really, really tough. Big um, time for me. We did talk that. about this, and I will, we'll do this again with our picks for, for next week. Um, we're thinking of instituting a new rule where uh, if you have your pick to win and they miss the cut – you actually end up losing one point. We will not institute this this week, so DJ doesn't lose anything. Yeah. But for future weeks, I feel like if you're picking guys that are like, you know, 20 to 1 or better to win golf tournaments, they should at least be making the cut. Yeah. I so um, we'll, we'll institute that for, for next week. Um, we really quickly talk about like where this is in the schedule and how we feel about it. It's, it's the week after the Masters, and yeah. but it's, it's a surprisingly, surprisingly good field. Very, very good field. But do we do we think that there should be a little bit of a break there? We'd think maybe throwing the Zurich right after the Masters and having like a little team event and and a little bit more relaxed and then going RBC. Yeah, it, it does feel kind of good going from the Masters to the Zurich because I feel like the Zurich is just kind of like you team up with one of your buddies and just it's kind of like obviously it's still a, a, an important PJ Tour event, but it's just like. Kind of like chiller, better vibes. It's not an important PGA Tour event. You know, it's okay. Hey, you don't have to. Well, but it's it's still a PGA Tour event. But like, I mean, the I PNC know. Father Son is a PGA Tour event. No, but not really. <laughs> like, if you win that, you don't. It's not like credited as a PGA Tour win. Yeah, but you. Just, yeah, I guess. I guess. Like, um, I'm actually very curious in how the Zurich does FedEx Cup points. I wonder if if does do both players get 500 points for the win, or do they split it up in 250, 250? I, I don't do not know. That'd yeah. be a very imagine if yeah. Shoffley and Cantley both just got there's no five hundred FedEx Cup points. Zero percent chance of doing that. You're probably right. No chance. You're probably right. Then everybody and their mom would be playing in this. Well, everybody and their mom kind of was playing in it. It, it was, was like a surprisingly good field. It was decent. Are, field, we, are sure. we are we are we good on RBC? Can we go to Zurich? Uh yeah. Feeling yeah, pretty yeah, good about yeah. this. Good job. Good Jordan. tournament. Good job. Good Jordan. job, Jordan. Love you. Um, and we'll talk about Cantley a little bit more because holy crap, he could be have he could have been having a season right now. Yeah, um, that's two missed two two playoffs in his last six starts, and then now a win in his seventh start. At Zurich. Uh, I don't know if we said this, but uh, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay won the Zurich by two shots uh, in pretty dominant fashion. They were one yeah. a wire after the first round, and yeah. and just kind of never looked back. Um, it, it was really not even ever very close. They shot even the final round and still won by two. This this could have been. Uh, this could have been shot, uh, or sorry, Cantlay's third win in seven starts, because he got into sure. a playoff at Waste Management, lost to Scotty, got into a playoff at RBC, lost to Jordan, and obviously is playing really good golf. And uh, I don't want to say he carried Xander a little bit because Xander has been struggling, but also Xander did say that he he's was ex- before the week started he was excited to play with Cantlay because he just he said he wanted to see good golf. Yeah, and. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, saw good golf. Cantley's been playing good. He he really hasn't gotten it done per se. His putter was looking a lot better this week than last week. His last pu- week, his putter kind of was, was he was what, struggling. Yes, his putter week. was what kind of carried him when he went on that stretch. Yes, at, like for sure. Cup last year, for his sure. And was he was hot. making putts this week. Yeah, he was also just flushing the ball. I his swing is so interesting because there's so little like lower body movement through the swing. I was watching it today, and it's like it's it's like not that he like. Barely swings the ball. It's weird, and it still gets like one seventy five ball speed. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. It's weird. It's pretty. Um, but I, I saw one of his chips. I think it was. God, I forgot what hole it was. Um, but it was like a pretty standard chip, and he made it. But it was like it had some like 
absolute pace to it. And I was like, that's a shot you would never see anybody hit if it wasn't in like this yeah. Zurich team play event. Because yep. you would never see him hit a chip that if that would have missed would have gone eight or ten feet by. Correct. But he was like, I just got to go for the make. I have Xander to, you know, kind of lean on and. Correct. Obviously, it works. So, well, I'm he sure freeing him up a little bit on the green. Canley hit. Canley hit some hit clutch shots coming on the stretch. Um, Shawfly blasted one way right on 17 in the par three, and uh, Canley had a just super super tough chip. It was down. Uh, it was off a down slope. There's a little little swale in front of him, and up slope. The pin short sided, and then water long, and he he played this bump and run right into the hill perfectly went to like a foot tap in par and that was basically what secured the win and it was like it was a gutsy shot huh. um but i don't know I, I i really kind of i'm on the fence about this tournament because i really like it i like the format i like that they're able to do this i like that it kind of gave us some president's cup previews because it could be a lot better though be, well there's something <sighs> off about it there there is and I don't know if it's the fact that people take it too seriously or that it's not taken serious enough. Yeah. Um, but watching Xander and Cantlay play together, that's probably a that's probably a, uh, a, a President's Cup pairing right Team, there. Yeah. Because they were they were paired together for the Ryder Cup. So yeah. uh, probably the same thing with um, with the uh, South Africans with Garrick Higo and Brandon Grace. I mean, that's probably also a potential President's Cup pairing right yeah. there. Uh, same thing with, um, well, probably not with, uh, Jason Day and Jason Shriver, but <laughs> still, um, you know, uh, and then obviously Shane Lowry and Ian Poulter is a, is a Ryder cup pairing right there. Yeah. So, uh, it, I don't know. I, I really kind of struggle to, to find my footing on this. Me too. Um, I don't Cam really Smith and Mark Leishman playing together is, yeah. is like cool to watch. Yeah. Teal Hatt and Danny Willett. I mean, but also just, there's just some guys playing in here like, how how are you why like why are you here um like who? uh john huh and sung kang well okay but like <laughs> if they're gonna you know get invited to play in this thing they're not turning it down for sure so it's not for sure but there's know, also like just guys that i have fault. like legitimately never heard of like ever the, before for sure uh dawi vanderwalt no idea who that is never uh alex smalley hayden buckley jim knaus Andrew Novak, uh, Max McGreevy was playing in this one, so yeah. shout out, shout out, Max McGreevy. Nice, um, but I don't know. It's it's really interesting, uh, and like it's, it's a good field, it, but yeah, it's it's odd. Um, also, how how has Ryan Palmer secured the partners for this that he has in the past? It's it's unbelievable. He's got Jordan. He had he had Rom for two yeah, years, for yeah, two years, yeah. and then he had Scotty this year. I, I get I get the Jordan Scotty, I guess, because Ryan Palmer's from the Dallas area too. Okay, so I don't know how he got Rom for two years though. Yeah, I don't know how he did that's, that. That's that's yeah. not it's not weird, but like I mean, I mean, so he's got so at the time Jordan and Rom were both number one when he played with them. So he had three number one players in the world on yeah. the squad, and yeah. they had a weird tournament: sixty four, then seventy two, then sixty three, then seventy one. Okay. So for a little T eighteen, yeah, that's, that's just weird. like that's very that's weird. like mediocrity, like incredible rounds and like end rounds. But so this also, now I'm sure we can probably talk a little bit more Presidents Cup at some point. But this is kind of where um, where I kind of enjoy watching this. Watching Sam Burns and Billy Horschel play together was was really interesting, and they played really well. They came in solo player. second, but that's one of those pairings that like. We really could potentially see in the Presidents Cup. Depending I mean, I hope, on, but, I hope Horschel doesn't. De- well, depending on how this is what we were saying earlier. Depending on how teams are picked, this 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 could be interesting because if they go straight from the top and just go top twelve guys, then sure, like we'll probably U.S. will probably win by a lot and whatever. But if you want to like really kind of develop players and see who you have and who who's able to step up to the occasion and, and play well and look for a Ryder Cup spot. Like yeah. the Kisner, the Horschel, the, you know, the, these kind of like not sure. no names, but these younger or underrated guys who play really well in match play formats. I, I, I really don't think that the, although the President's Cup is not as big as the Ryder Cup, obviously, it's still not a time to just like give handouts and like and kind of run an experiment on who who is better suited for this. I mean, it's not Ryder a, it's Cups. not. 
I wouldn't say it's handouts. I mean, Billy Horschel's 14th on the President's Cup sure, standings. Like, we also got, you know, there's still a I mean, lot of time until these are picked. So. Yeah, but I mean... So it's like over the course of the season... But but not just Horschel, but also like Taylor Gooch, Tom Hoagie, Kokrak, Homa, Kisner, Zalatoris. Yeah. Like, are you taking these guys who are... I mean, Kisner's 11th, or, or sorry, Kisner's... Yeah, Kisner's 11th, Hoagie's 8th, Gooch is 7th, or are you taking like... You're kind of tried and true. Patrick Reed's 19. Um, Bryson's 21. Kepka's 23. Finau's 24. Are you taking these kind of traditional guys who yeah. have been on these Ryder Cup teams but, in the past? But also kind of like I was saying, the as we get closer to actually having to pick it, more tournaments will happen. And these guys are going to average out. I mean, but what about the, those, guys who those, guys like, are, those guys are most likely going to get closer to the top 10 and those guys you mentioned are going to kind of fall back a little right, bit. Right, but what about these guys who have just like been – not even on the map. Like, when was the last time you heard anything from Webb Simpson? He's not in it, yeah. But, yeah, but he was on the – he was on the uh, – wasn't he on the Ryder Cup team? So? I don't I, – I don't think – not not this past year. But, I, but he's, he's been on it a lot in the he, past. He's one of those guys, though. Sure. Who, who – I mean, he's 31 in these rankings. Yeah. Uh, do you really expect him to, like, make a charge and – well? Webb Simpson was not a guy that I was thinking of when he said the tried and true guys. I was not thinking of okay. Webb Simpson. Tony Finau. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Bryson. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean that, that's Bryson four names right there. Yeah. I mean, if Bryson doesn't get healthy and and can't like kind of perform a little bit, I mean, he's twenty first in these rankings right now. Remember, there's only twelve guys on the team, and only six of them get exempt off of rankings. Yeah. So, do you, do you take the not the risk, but do you to take t- tried and true veterans, or do you take Horschel, Kisner, Homa, Hoagie, like? Guys who are younger, yeah. a little more inexperienced, but they're playing well. I mean, we'll see if they can if they keep it up for the remainder of the season. We got a lot of time left, but it seems like Taylor Gooch sure is. I mean, I mean, yeah, but he's on. I mean, playing good golf. He's, he is playing. Jordan's good golf. up to six now with that win, by the way. So yeah. he's now your current top six would be Scotty. I, I, Sam remember, Burns. I remember the last part you said you would not pick Jordan. <sighs> this win <laughs> does kind of change things. It definitely does. Um, You've he's been, on a, he's been on a little Jordan hate train for a little bit. No, I wouldn't. Maybe. And you and you got proven proven wrong. Just maybe a little bit. Maybe. Um, Saying how bad I will. Is I will golf swinging. Also, if I have the if I have the clip, I'll roll it. If not, we'll talk about how the fact that for RBC specifically the week of you asked how I felt about Cantlay Cause, and cause I said because you've been riding with Cantlay. I, I do bit. like Cantlay a lot, and yeah. I did specifically say that I just didn't think that RBC <sighs> was the course for him. I didn't think Harbor Town was the course. And then he got into a playoff, and yeah. I was proven wrong. So, so, um, so not you're proven wrong on that front, and then you're proven wrong again. Sam Burns, Jordan, no, Jordan winning. Oh, and Sam Burns in the Valspar. Yeah, so that's three <laughs> now. That's really tough. <laughs> so if you if we had points of like, you know, you got a point for picking, picking a guy not to, win to not that, win, and that then it does win, win. <laughs> you're on fire. Yes, correct. <laughs> so your current U.S. Presidents Cup team is Scotty, Sam Burns, Cantlay. Morikawa, JT, and Jordan. That is so scary. It's a squad. That is so good. It's an absolute squad. So, and then your 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 seven through twelve guys are Gooch, Hoagie, Kokrak, Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, Zalatoris, and then Xander's thirteen. It get, yeah. See, then it gets weird after yeah. the post. Then it's like Xander, Billy Horsell, DJ Berger, Henley. See, see, like, D- DJ's the guy that'll for sure move up. Yeah, is Berger. Yes. Is Berger, like, if you had to do it right now, is he getting picked? It's probably, I mean, you're, like, he was on the Ryder Cup team last year. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it, I, I'm sure Shoffley, and this this isn't updated, so I'm sure Shoffley will probably move up from Zurich rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we do need to talk really quickly about Zurich. Do, like, does this count as a win? I, I've I've gone back and forth. Because um, this, this was, this is... Xander's first PGA Tour win since 2019. Yeah, that's his first time in three ago. years. And sure, he won the Olympics. Yeah, but like, yeah. Well, which like I'll get the the Olympics is like a that'd be a dope one to win. Olympics so like, needs to be match play. That's all I'm saying. I agree, but, but um, hmm. for the sake of my early on pick of a guy who I don't think is going to win this year, and I picked Xander, I I don't know. 
I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes, it is. It is, but it's like kind of with the caveat. It's like if if you're if you're you know if you're getting introduced on in the first tee and it goes five time PGA Tour winner and like you name off some of your big tournaments, yeah, you're yeah, not the Zurich's one of them. You're not even close to naming the Zurich. Okay, but like <laughs> Zurich or Sanderson Farms, what's a better what's a better win? I mean, it's it's hard to tell. Like versus like, these like lower end individual PGA Tour events, I still think the Zurich's better. Like it, it carries more prestige, I think, than John Deere or like Amex or, or Amex. There's also, there's, or also, like, there's also something so different about just winning a PGA Tour event by yourself. Also, every, really quickly, this shows how fucking impressive Cam Smith's 33 under was at uh, Tournament Champions. Yeah, because they were play, they played two days of best ball and shot 29 under. Yeah. And Cam Smith shot thirty three under. No, I it was, I mean, like on his own. I mean, like I mean, I said at the time that was like that's an all timer. Like, yeah, like that's it was actually ridiculous. It made absolutely no sense. Um, Silly, but really quickly on the on the Presidents Cup state uh, standpoint, we have wow, <laughs> <laughs> we have table. Cam Smith, Hideki, Sungjae, Joaquin Neiman, Louis Eustazen, Abraham Answer, Coy Connors, and Adam Scott. Which I really don't hate. Yeah, like that's a it's a good that's squad. a squad. It's really good. You got to assume Mar- uh, Mark Leishman and Adam Hadman are probably picks at this point, and then yeah, these last two are like whatever. I mean, you have Carl Yuan on here, and he's Corn Fairy guy. He was 18th, <laughs> so that just kind of shows like not deep. Yeah. So on the U.S. side, they're gonna have we're like, oh, are they gonna pick you know these these tried and true guys or these like kind of newcomers? And the international team, they're just like. We need we guys. Don't we need have good guys. Of well, that's that's why this is going to be interesting. Of, of like pick. you know how this is going to play out because I think if they pick like if they go Zalatoris, Xander, DJ, Berger, Kepka, and Finau, I don't really see this being close at all. Yeah, but if if they go Gooch, Hoagie, Kokrak, Homa, Kisner, Zalatoris. Then I'm like, no, okay, no, no, okay, but that that could be interesting. No, but honestly, if if they pick those guys, that means that for many months, for the rest of the season, those guys have continued to play well, and so at that at that point, could they might not be even a better pick? It's weird. I maybe maybe I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe, but I I would feel a lot better having like a DJ Kepka team so versus a Hoagie Gooch team playing against even if we're going like on the lower end here, going against like Mark Leishman and Adam Hadwin, like hundred percent. I mean Yeah. But I'm just saying if those guys end up do getting picked it is because they have played consistently really good golf for the whole season. Yes. Yeah. It, I, it's it's I, not like they're going to get picked off of this first half of the season alone. And if they don't continue to play well, then they're going to be like, oh, but they played good in the first half, so we'll still take them. That means they're playing consistently really good golf for multiple months at a time. So, you know what? You know, uh, 100%. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, want to move to a little uh, live golf tour really quickly? You want to. I don't want to. <laughs> But like, I feel I'll, like we have to. There's I'll like entertain it. Just make her quick. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, Hit I, me with the news. I'm really kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm even with you. I'm kind of getting sick of this. It's like, come on. Um, I, I don't. I really don't know. It, it was a cool news story whenever it would all break, but now it's just like. And like I said, until they actually put on events, it's it's hard to get excited about. A hypothetical thing, which I know they're actually starting to sign players and everything, but it's right. like, you know, what are we doing here? There's really nothing to sink your teeth in besides just like drama, So, which was kind of what was carrying this thing in the beginning. So kind of a couple pieces of news that came out. Uh, the first player from the PG Tour has requested an exemption to go play in their in one event, in the event uh, in London for the Live Golf Tour. Uh, it was Robert Garrigus. The one thousand and forty second ranked player in the world. I mean, Bub- Bubby's buddy's probably getting a bag though. Uh, I, I I'm I'm not sure what the signing bonus is going to be, but I mean, because it, it's only one event. Yeah. But it doesn't matter yeah. because he's going to go play and still win a ton of money either no matter what. So then this is from Sports Illustrated and a quote from Pat Perez, which is is really kind of where I see this going. He said, "quote There's nothing wrong to." 
uh, there's going to be that. Oh my god, I can't read. <laughs> there's going to be the wrong guy winning four million dollars, and some of these guys out here will be going, "What the fuck is happening? I, Who was exactly, that guy?" That's exactly. And what if I was he wins say. again, now he's made eight million dollars in two events, and most of the top guys out here aren't even halfway there. Yes, they have to beat everybody, and those guys over there don't have to beat anybody. Right? It's just going to be interesting. That that's what I was going to say. It's like so. It's a twenty million dollar purse, right? Twenty five. Twenty five with four million going to the first place winner. It's it's straight up. The biggest purse of any professional golf event ever. Okay. Like, so more so, the players was the one that they, they just had the players and they were touting it as like the highest PGA yeah. Tour purse of all time. And that was 20. And, and Live Golf just said, fuck you, 25 million. Wow. Okay. So, Win, winner gets 4 million, last place gets 150K. So you're, so you're telling me that if this, or if these fields are packed of players full of Robert Garrigus's, there's like 60 Robert Garrigus's, right? Oh, would be 48, but sure. Okay, 48 of them, whatever. And each week, it got, a guy like him is winning $4 million for the golf tournament. If this actually happens, like guys, just like that quote you read, guys are going to move over. It is going to be ridiculous. Like you said, if one guy goes back-to-back wins, makes $8 million in, in a couple weeks. Like, yeah. It's going to turn heads and people are going to go. A hundred percent. But I, th- I think until then, until people actually see that these purses are legit and like that they're actually going to do them, it's so. So it's, here's the thing. So kind of weird. We'll 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 use the Valspar because the Valspar is a pretty solid overall yeah, sure. PGA Tour event. So for the Valspar, you would have to get solo seventeenth to make one hundred and twenty six thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Wow. So that means. I mean, you have what, 140 players in that field? Oh, there's that many. 100, uh, there's at least 100, right? Yeah. Before the cut? Yeah. You got to go out there and you got to beat like 70 or 80 guys. Yeah, you got go to go beat 80% of like, some of the well. best golfers in the world. Versus you can go play on the Live Golf Tour, come in dead last, yeah. shoot 80, 80, 80, doesn't matter, 125K. Silly. People are going yeah. to notice that, and people are people are like for sure. Once they realize, oh my god, this is like actually happening. Yeah, especially those guys who don't have full status or yeah. are getting near fifty. Because or, guys that really just honestly need the money and just trying to make money. But guys that I don't think the top guys will ever go over because their brand is more valuable than, prob- than the money I mean, that they're making I, on tour. I wouldn't say ever. I would say. Uh, in the anytime soon, future. yeah, sure. yeah, sure. because their brand is is of those really top guys are a lot more valuable than than making four million dollars one week. What about some of these, um, not like amateurs, but these top college players, maybe coming out of college? That, that'd be cool. Yeah, because you can you can get out of. I think that's going to be in a very very appealing thing for guys coming out of college because the hardest part about when you just get out of college and trying to do pro golf is you are just sleeping money. in cars you are right you're eating ramen every day like yeah you're money's you're, tight. you're driving you're going to many tour events monday qualifiers just but trying you, to get through it somehow get on the live golf tour. but if like if like a cole hammer or piercing cootie or i see i i don't think guys like that because i think they're good i think they're going to be getting a lot of sponsors ex- exemptions into pj tour events I mean, but, but I think guys, I mean, okay, okay, guys that, just outside of the top five on PJ Tour U. Because, okay, I, I'll I mean, give it to those guys. two in Wagger ranking. He's not going to like. Yeah, yeah, but they're, I mean, still, they, they, they graduate top five PJ Tour U. They still only get full-time Corn Fairy status. Yeah. Like, and you're still not making a ton of money off Corn Fairy events either. Sure, sure, but I, I mean. And especially if it's like, I don't want to say scrubs, but if it's like. Some DP World Tour players, some Asian pl- Tour players, and Robert Garrigus like at the Live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, like, why wouldn't you like go over there and you have a week, especially because there's only three rounds too. Like, I, I feel like in the actual the, world rankings, Cole Hammer or Pearson would be sure. up there. And, the, the only problem with that is those guys are actually good enough to just play on the PJ Tour. Like, like, like realistically, there's a good chance they have a pretty long PJ Tour career. But it, it's hard to say that, but yeah, and those but, guys do have sponsors to kind of bankroll them. Yes, but so those, that, so those guys are you, aren't really those are the saying, guys that are not like, struggling for money right now, especially with NIL deals. So Pearson is not struggling for money, right? I wonder if there's a way that'd be really interesting. I wonder if there's a way that, uh, and I'm sure there probably is, and I'm sure that's probably something they're they're exploring. Yeah, but 
as as making the Live Golf Tour become a sponsor for some of these college players. And obviously they can't win money, but if they say we'll sponsor you by yeah. giving you two million dollars to come play on our <laughs> yeah. tour for a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, and they, I, I really think they're targeting the wrong guys. I, like, I agree. If they went I after agree. these these younger guys, these like the future of the PGA Tour, I hundred percent agree. And get them like, hey, we're gonna get, we're giving you money to get started. Like you don't have to worry about money. We know you just want to play professional golf. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we'll help you get started. And you really agree. secure that younger generation. Then the PJ Tour like starts running out of out of options. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, well, we actually have like a bunch of decent players Plus. who are young playing on this live golf tour, making a ton of money. And then I think if you see like a 20 year old who dropped out of college who made eight million dollars in in four events. Yeah. And then you see like, I don't know, like a, a Harold Varner who's like, hey, I've made three million dollars all year. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh my god, but get me pl- over there. Plus there's there's also no longevity for live golf if they just go after like the Pat Perez's and like the old guys out of their prime that can't win on Twitter. I think there's longevity, but it doesn't come in the form that they want because it'll just it'll become a cycle of a pre champions tour. But series. yeah, but then I I'm saying longevity in terms of like getting the golf fans like respect as well. But like earning their respect and like making it a tour that people actually care about. I, I don't really have any interest in watching a bunch of forty to forty five year olds way out of their prime all compete. Um but but I watching a bunch of top college players that are gonna you know, out of college and are gonna be on the PGA tour soon, watching those guys go at it, that's something that I would be very interested in. For sure. And especially I think it does help that there's still four events in the US. Yeah, because I mean, sure. you got Portland, New Jersey, Boston, Chicago. I mean, yeah. big cities that are easy to get to and don't overlap with any major uh, U.S. tournaments. So I don't know. I it, it, if if Liv started got it getting involved in nil deals, that that would make things really weird quick. That'd be really so. How how far down Wagger do you think they'd need to go to get the the guys who would actually come, like the guys who who aren't gonna say, "Hey, I'm already like got," uh, you know, I'm I'm already very happy with where I am. Well, for- obviously the the you know the higher ranking or the lower. So like, let's say you get into like the hundreds, two hundred, three hundred, four hundreds. So you think you have to go that low? No, no, no. I'm saying the higher you get there or the lower you get there, the more likely those players are going to go to the tour, but. They're also not going to be as financially beneficial for the Live Golf Tour. So, so like, if, you, if you wanted know, to get a guy of like ranked five hundred, he would probably go. But it just there's really no benefit. So I do know that they have offered. I don't know if he's accepted, but they offered. I'm going to completely butcher this kid's name, which sucks because I. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Rajanon Chatanawanakut. Okay, that was actually decent. I think. Yeah. Currently plays in the Asian Tour. Uh, I think he's 15, 14 or 15. He has like a couple Asian tour wins oh. and is just complete baller and he's still an amateur. What? Uh, he's seventh ranked amateur in the world. Uh, oh I know that he's been offered a spot to go play um, on the Live Golf Tour. Jeez. And I mean, he's seventh ranked amateur in the world and, and we're talking, you're saying not Cole Hammer, not any of these guys. Cole, Cole Hammer's 10th. I mean, yeah. Logan McAllister's 13th, RJ Mankey's 12th. And the, the thing that could get interesting is these are guys who aren't currently going through PGA Tour U or aren't currently making it through PGA Tour U. Yeah. So they're graduating college. Sure, they're baller players. I mean, I mean, lo- I mean, and they're going to have make ER, but. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, Trent Phillips, Jacob Bridgman, Joe Highsmith. Joe Highsmith sure. is like twelfth on those rankings. I yeah. think. I mean, they're 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 going to have to grind on many tours for a while right out of college. And sure, they're sure. good, but. I mean, but if somebody yeah, offered you, hey, you can go beat forty something yeah. guys and make up four million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's bigger extreme. than PGA Tour purses. That's the thing. Yeah, but it does the Live Golf even want to offer them? They already have. That's the thing. I, I mean, mean, at least I, with, you with obviously know they offer that one amateur, but that's a little different situation. I know that they're going after these kind of guys. I, I yeah. I mean, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them said yeah. I would not I be mean, surprised. It's really hard. Just coming out of college to say no to that kind of bag. I mean, Michael Thor Bronson, another one of those guys. Yeah. He's 24th ranked. Yeah. I mean, and they're guys that we know Travis Vick, 28. Bo Jin, 27. Yeah. Noah Goodwin's 30. I mean, 
Cameron Six, 36. There's just so many good players yeah. coming out of college. Yeah. Palmer Jackson, Jackson Suber, uh, Joey Virch. I mean, there's just so many good players now, and they're all going to need a place to play. Yeah. And this just offers a new place with a shit ton of money. The, the more that I think about it, obviously we're a little biased because this is kind of like our sphere in our realm. realm right, but right. The, that is a way that I could get excited about it. Like I said, obviously I have a little bit of bias here. but Just because we like watching college golf. Yes. I mean, SEC championships were on today, and yeah. I was watching. Yeah. Also kind of sick that they do, SEC does their conference championships and match play style. All, all like the, the all Power like 5 the big, conferences. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. So much better. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This will be really interesting to see how this develops. And, and I mean, they're like they're kind of running out of time here. Right? That's what I'm saying. Their, their first like, event is June 9th. Yeah. That's, that's just over a month away. Yeah. I mean, it, it's six weeks. And you got to, at some point, we got to find out who's playing in it. We got to find out where we can watch it. Yeah. We, I mean, if it's pay-per-view, nobody's going to fucking watch that. No, yeah, I mean, no. nobody's going to pay 10 bucks to watch it. No. I don't know. No, I, 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 need to, I need some more information. Correct. And we've been saying this for, year, for months. But yeah. we need more info because we just can't keep going off speculation. 100%. So, want to move um, on to next week? Yeah, let's do it. Anything else? Uh, it's, you'll be very uh, – I'm hesitant to move to next week because it's quite disappointing. Uh, but it is the Mexico Open. Why is it disappointing to you? Uh, it's just a, not a very good field. And it's just kind of like, eh. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, I, I mean, John Rahm's playing. No way. Yeah. John Rahm's playing. Tony Finau's playing. Um, it's not like the worst field. Oh, okay. Ram is playing. Okay. Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, oh, we got his PGA champion. So we're gonna have to go based off of pure speculation here. Yeah, uh, for, for odds. Yeah. Yeah. So I said we just pick a winner. No, no. We can, we just have to do like a the same thing we did before. Okay, I mean, okay. have we seen this course? I don't think we have. I this might be a new course on tour. Um, but. I really have no idea what to expect. I, I, I have, yeah, I don't either. Go I ahead. have my pick to win. Um, I don't have a top ten or nothing. Uh, okay, um, go go pick to win, and I'll let me look through here. I guess I didn't know Ron was playing in it. That's, <laughs> that's that might switch things up a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but I'm not going to go with like the clear favorite of Rome. Okay, I'm going to go with kind of another clear favorite. Uh, just DB straight vibing Daniel Berger. Interesting. Yeah, he just it it just feels right for him to win like one of these just kind of like lower end tournaments. Like okay. Made the low end tournament. Okay. I mean, I I hate the shade that you're throwing at him, but I'm not. Wait, at him or oh. at the at the tournament? Sorry. It's but. just like you know, it's th- there has to be an off week eventually. So you know, here we are. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna roll with Daniel Berger. Okay. Better um, miss the cut. Now we're implementing that rule. Yeah. Well, rule I don't. Now, so. I don't feel comfortable with my player to make the cut either. Which is why. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. See, Sahith is really tempting. <laughs> Sahith is really tempting, but. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from him yeah. in a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go – I'm going to go – this seems like the perfect event for him to win. I'm going to go Patrick Reed. Yeah, I saw that on there. I think that's a pretty yeah. decent pick. If I could – I mean, obviously he's not going to be 100 to 1, but that, that top 10 for Patrick Reed looks – I think would be a pretty, a pretty solid Yeah. Pick, but. Do we, let's just try to do a, a top 10. Yeah. Well, literally just yeah. anybody in the field at this point yeah, yeah, who's yeah. not like – Rom yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. any of those guys. Um, do you have an idea? Uh, I, I'll go for it. Go um, for it. I think I'm kind of rolling with the same boys, but Doug Gim. <laughs> I'm going to roll okay. with Dougie Buckets again. Okay. Uh, Doug I, I will get a little top ten. I'll appreciate that, and I'll go with another guy who I, I kind of kind of vibe with. Go with Kramer Hickok. Mm. Kind of stealing one of my boys. Yeah, you know okay. what? Uh, you know, I know, I know you like him, okay. and I, I feel like he's got good vibes. Yeah. So we'll go Kramer Hickok. I don't hate that at all. Uh, that's a pretty. You know what? That's four pretty good. So wait, who'd you pick again? I forgot. Uh, when Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Patrick Reed and Kramer, and then I got Great. Daniel Berger and um, Doug Kim. Correct. There are some names on here that I have never heard of. Nope. But that's uh, okay. I have never heard of Isidro Benitez, <laughs> so uh, going to be an interesting week. Uh, I don't know how much we'll be able to 
really care, but <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do as best as we can. Yes, we'll do what we can to, to create enough content for a recap pod for next week. Yeah. Um, at some point, we got to start looking ahead for. Uh, I mean, there's the the majors. Like, yeah. uh, it's got to be soon, right? I think it's in. It's like yeah, kind of. I think. So so weeks. looking ahead, we got Mexico, and then we have Wells Fargo. At that should be a decent TBC one. Potomac, which is always like a pretty solid one. Yeah. AT&T Byron Nelson, which is, I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever, TBC Craig Ranch. And then week after is PGA Championship. Yeah. So, so three weeks. Nice. Okay. That'll be, that'll be looking forward. And then, and then, uh, Charles Schwab at Colonial Memorial RBC Canadian and then us open. So God, that's a, that's a good stretch in that thing. Cause you go, um, PGA, Schwab, Memorial, Canadian Open, U.S. Open, Travelers, John Deere, Scottish Open, and then British Open. Yeah, that's, that's a scrappy. good little schedule. That, that's scrappy. Um, we want to mention the college event uh, that we... Sure, we'll just touch on it at the yeah, end. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, we, we, we said that we would. and Yeah, sure. Uh, um, we had our conference championship this past week. Uh, or Yeah, I guess a week ago. Or, yeah. 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 Oh, I guess. Yeah. This past a week ago, at this point. Wow. Absolute, um, absolute heartbreak. And it was ended so up tough. losing the tournament as a team by a single shot. Yeah. By one. Yep. We got second by one shot to not allow us to go back to back conference champs. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Which hurts. And uh, I mean, we played the last, last two holes six over yeah us team. i mean yeah we just just which is just it tough. was just the last it was just the last couple holes that um yeah so yeah we had a five shot lead with like three to play and just, just didn't we're, yeah. we're not able to hang on i end up going 74 or 73 80 74 yeah you went 72 70 77 72 70 77 so yeah. uh dj was all conference on the all conference yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh you've yeah, also yeah. seen jacob he was also on the all conference team so shout out jacob but yeah uh, just a, a really heartbreaking way to end the season. Yeah, and uh, feels feels bad. Feels yeah, bad, man. so we got to get out of it for next year. Um, yeah. but our season is pretty much effectively done. So hopefully that means we'll have more time to create some more content for you guys. Yeah, so, because a lot of the times we'd come out with late pot. Like this is why this one was pretty late is because we have tournaments Monday, Tuesday. Right. And so we're not able to record. So them. we'll we'll try to get stuff up on so, Sunday nights. Yeah. So now we'll be able to kind of do stuff either Sunday or Monday. Be more active on social media. Yeah. Go follow us on TikTok at that one's a B. Yeah. TikTok's been moving. TikTok's been doing great. So um, gotta keep we're trying to get going. to 10K. So if you could help us out on that journey. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. And so if you're coming from TikTok, thank you. Yeah. Um, Good to see you here. Um, but I, I think, think we're back good for this one. Pretty much all we got. Yeah. So right. that'll be it for this week. We'll see you next week after the Mexico Open. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Okay, oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. That even sounded. It, it was a tenor sound, wasn't it, Peter? Oh, oh boy, he gets really leaning on it with the lower body. That hurt to watch right there.